Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Va'era Shlishi, the third Aliyah in Pasha's Va'era. The topic of our Aliyah is Egypt's sealed fate. It is nine Psukim long and it runs from Perak Vov, Pasuk Chavtes, to Perak Zion, Pasuk Zion. Let's take a look at a brief overview and try to understand some of the deeper points to ponder. So now at this point in time, Hashem commands Moshe again and says, I am Hashem, I'm going to, to send you to, to speak to Pharaoh and um, and tell him everything I'm going to say. Moshe Rabbeinu responds, I am Aral Sosayim, I, am, I, have, I have a problem with speech, how will Pharaoh listen to me? So Hashem tells Moshe, listen, I've given you and um, as as a... As a prophet to Pharaoh, and Aaron will will be your spokesman. You will tell everything that I will tell you through Aaron. And the command is to tell Pharaoh that he should send out the nation of Israel from his um, his land. But I will harden his heart, and I'm going to therefore enable. It's going to enable me to do all these miracles um, and wonders to him, and he's not going to listen to him. And therefore, I'm going to bring out the nation of Israel with all these miraculous events and outstretched arm and, and uh, as I stretch my hand over Egypt. And that's what's going to happen. Moshe at this point in time is 80 years old, we're told, and Aaron is 83 years old as they go in front of Pharaoh. A few basic questions to ponder. Number one is this pasuk at the beginning of our aliyah seems to be, uh, the first two pasukim seem to be a repetition from the end of the first aliyah. And Moshe makes Rabbi Mabenu, Asks, wait a second, I am Aral Sosayim. So why is it repeated here? Rashi explains because we were interrupted with the genealogy. It was, we put the genealogy of Moshe and Aaron to the second Aliyah. So in order to sort of regain where it is that we are, the Pasuk therefore repeats itself to show us where we left off. The Ksava Kabbalah quotes the Ramban, who says that no, it's actually there are two separate requests over here. There was a request to go in front of the nation of Israel. They didn't list, and then there's a request to go in front of Pharaoh, and he protests that. And this the, that protest actually it, it comes from two different angles, two different reasons, which is why it is repeated over here. Um, now, it is interesting that this Moshe Rabbeinu seems to keep repeating this idea that his Aral sign that he is hard of speech. So why is it repeated so many times? He repeats it by the by the burning bush, and then at the beginning of the parashah again here. So the Bechor Shor says, actually, this conversation takes us all the way back to the burning bush. This is a repetition of that conversation at the beginning of the burning bush. This is not a new conversation, which is just being re-emphasized right here, right now. Now, if, if you, uh, the most important question in this aliyah to deal with the, the philosophical question is, is how is it that uh, um, Hashem can say ahead of time that he is going to take away Pharaoh's will, that the Pharaoh will not listen to Moshe and he will be punished. But is it fair to be punished if Hashem is taking away his ability to make the choice um, to or not to listen? In fact, the, the, the Medrash Rabba over here, Ratya in Parsha Yud Gimel says that um, Rabbi Yochanan says, Mikan pischon Look at this. You can, uh, the, the, the heretics can say that this is the, an opportunity for people to say that Hashem did not give him free will and they will criticize us. So how do we understand this? What, what's, what's really going on in this case as well? So there's a few different ways of interpreting this. The Shadal Rav Zorotzato says, in, um, actually here at the beginning of our parashim, Perekzayim Pasuk Gimel, our Aliyah, that in fact there was no Gezeira. This is not Hashem saying this is what must happen. Hashem is just do what's called Yediyah. Hashem is saying that this is, I'm telling you how, or I, I'm giving you foreknowledge of what will happen. Not that I'm saying it 
has to happen. I'm not forcing Pharaoh to make these decisions. I know he will make these decisions. So it's not that Hashem is forcing Pharaoh to make these decisions. It will be what he will decide. I'm telling you. This is the, the foreknowledge versus um, versus the divine decree are very different ideas. And therefore, prayer, um, omniscience is not as much of a difficulty to free will as the Shadal points out. Another perspective is that is the Sforno. So he says, really, the hardening of the heart of Pharaoh um, was for Pharaoh not to capitulate because of the pain. Meaning, Pharaoh really didn't want to listen to Moshe. He really did not want to let the people go. But the problem was that at a certain point, um, uh, the pressure applied would make him capitulate and collapse because it was just so painful. But really, he didn't want to. He'd be tortured to the point of uh, of collapse. But he, if you were to ask him after the torture was finished, you'd say, I would never have let them go. So what the hardening of the heart was doing was essentially giving him the fortitude to stick to his poisoned worldview, not willing to let the nation of Israel go. So it's not taking away his free will, it's actually adding and abetting, um, aiding and abetting his free will, which is a corrupted free will. Um, the the Medrash Rabbah um, actually answers this question, as the, the Gomorrah in Babetzia also talks about this as well, um, and that is, is that there is a point of no return, meaning to say a person can make bad decisions, corrupt decisions in their life, and that's their free will. And at a certain point, there's no way back. I mean, they go just too far to make corrective actions. The cruelty that they, they express in the world is what's going on over here. And this is what's being described. Um, that Pharaoh's will is not being made too difficult, but that he is he is ultimately um, going too far for there to be a revival as well. Um, the Ramah in Hilchus Shuvah and Perek Vav says that Shuvah is a gift and it's not available to all people, which means to say that a person can uh, can actually go beyond the scope and scale of what it is that that, that they, they can actually return from. And that's a very terrifying idea, but that was their choice to put themselves in such a situation in the first place. So it's not that Hashem is removing their ability to choose. Hashem is reflecting on their actions, which, which chose a path from which it was impossible to escape as well. Finally, one last question is, why do we need to know the, the ages of Moshe and Aaron? Why is that integral to understanding our aliyah? So the Ksavah Kabbalah, Rehav Yaakov Mecklenburg explains that despite their age, they were still elacritous. They still, still served Hashem with zeal, leading uh, anybody, leading especially uh, the, the nation of the Jews, um, is, is a very difficult thing. It requires more than 24 hours a day and certainly in the formation of this nation, which weren't yet necessarily bought into this whole concept, was a very difficult and very energy-consuming expression um, and idea. And they did this despite their age, which is what's giving them the extra credit. Now we're about to hear as the program begins, and that's the next Aliyah in, in, in Ravi. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.